Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Privateer Island Life. This is number 14, trying to give you guys each and every week a little uh, a talk or chat with uh, some of the real heroes of the sport, the guys that are not doing it for the money, the guys that are doing it just to uh, to have some fun, to see where they stack up against the best. And uh, it's been an interesting series, and it's been fun. Now, we uh, we had FXR on board for a lot of these, the, the gear company, and we thank those guys. And I believe, probably if you use the code uh, PulpMX17 at... Um, fxrracing.com it probably still works but uh regardless of that we thank those guys new people on board and they are the privateer company there's no doubt and that's why they approached me and wanted to come on board because race tech suspension uh since they've been founded in 1984 race tech's been an innovator in motorcycle suspension technology a lot of top privateers trust race tech and you mentioned pulpamex to get a special listener discount on high performance suspension needs uh race tech's been around a long time like i said since 84 and they've helped a ton of privateers over the years right now dylan epstein just won the uh MX1 Moto 1 up in Canada with Race Tech, and of course Chisholm and Michael Lessie, all Race Tech. And if there's privateers and suspension, oftentimes Race Tech are uh, synonymous with one another. So we thank those guys for coming on board the Race Tech Privateer Island Life podcast. And with me on the line, a couple of real beauties uh, up from uh, the Idaho area. Uh, they've been racing all three of the first three rounds, and uh, they're familiar names uh, in the results. Uh, uh, if you look on each and every national results and even some supercrosses, they're there. They're grinding away on the island, and uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, talk about them. Uh, talk to them right now about it. First up, uh, you might have known this guy if you're Canadian. He was, uh, I believe, national number eight one year. Been up there a number of years, and uh, he's got the interesting last name that always catches your eye. Morgan Berger. What's up, Morgan? How are you? What's up, guys? Uh, it's actually uh, national number six. Oh, dude, one. see? I'm, I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm terrible. Were you eight? Were you ever eight or no? Uh, no. Uh, well, I got eight in the 250 class. No, the year I that I you raced were eight. Eight, eight and six. No. All right. Well, nice, nice work think, on the six. Good job. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was a while ago. Now um, I'm nine, nine, number nine for the second time this year, so I'm getting ready to take noose number nine away from it. Oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> the, battle has, the battle has begun. <laughs> also on the line, a real interesting guy uh, going to school at Boise State. We've done, we've done, we've had him on the Pulp Show before and uh, talked to him here and there. He's a, he is a Pulp Show listener as well, which is really cool. Uh, Austin Koba, what's up, Austin? How are you, man? Good. Going, uh, just grinding away at this point after the nationals. So yeah. Um, now neither one of you are going. Uh, I'll start with you, Austin. This is it. Just the first three, right? Yeah, just the first three. Maybe gonna do Washougal. Um, probably Washougal. Um, I was thinking about maybe going east, but honestly, after the first three, I was pretty <laughs> beat down, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take a break for a little bit. Yeah, I talked to you at Glen Helen, and you were kind of telling me that you were like. Yeah, you know, I go to school, and, you know, I'm not going to be a professional factory rider. And you you were like, yeah, these are kind of hard. The fun was going out of it for you, right? Yeah, like, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have fun doing them, and I would have, I'll do it again next year, I'm sure, maybe even do more. It's just after the second moto at Glen Helen, like, I looked at my brother, and I was like, hey, if I decide that if I try and convince you I want to do all 12 next year, just talk me out of it. Cause like my hands are every muscle in my body. Was pretty much sore after Glenn Helen. But on like Tuesday, you're like, Oh yeah. All right. That's time to ride. I can't wait for this weekend. So, um, well, honestly, like the first three, and, and look, I used to race and, and I oftentimes get up uh, Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings at the nationals. And I'm like, look at that track. Like, it looks so awesome. I would love to get on the bike and go. I never think that about these first three. Like they look 
absolutely terrible to ride, like a torture chamber uh, for two motos. So you know what I mean? Like you also pick three tracks that are just hellacious. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. Like I, everyone's always like was saying how gnarly Hangtown is, you know. And I've never even been there before. And and then like last year, you know, I know they were expecting rain, so they didn't prep it as deep or whatever. So yep. I know it doesn't look that bad. And then this year, I I literally was like throwing up in my helmet in the second moto, and I was like, this it's not even it doesn't even feel like motocross because like how do you train for that? You know, it's like right. so gnarly. Yeah. But maybe maybe do Redbud or something. I don't know. I've heard that's really fun, but yeah. it's just kind of up in there at this point. And Morgan, you yourself, uh, just three for you? Uh, well, shoot, like I kind of surprised myself now that I got a couple points and everything. So um, it's just kind of it's depending on who I travel with, the RMX crew um, and their series and everything. So if they end up doing some East Coast rounds, I might try to tag along with them. Okay. But, but yeah, just, I mean, uh, with where I'm sitting at right now, it's just kind of uh, – yeah, it sounds like I always have fun back east. The tracks are phenomenal. So, yeah, maybe I'll go do – if they go do a couple, I'll go do a couple and mm-hmm. then come back and probably Washougal would be my, end up being my last one. And, Morgan, you can agree with Austin. Like, dude, it's just like rut cross. Like, just find a rut yeah. and, and hopefully hold on and, and just uh, – Hangtown had square edgy stuff. Glen Helen's got square edgy stuff. I mean, honestly, like I said, and- it looks like no fun. Yeah, Hangtown and Glen Helen were uh, for me. Yeah, like no fun because I'm just the the way they put the jumps in there and everything. And by the end of the moto, it's like it's a it's a bitch if you're jumping them, and it's a bitch if you're rolling them. Like it's, it's just <laughs> right. taking taking the energy out of you. Either way, you're hitting it. Yeah. And then, but Colorado, everything was just. I thought I felt like Colorado. Everything was prepped awesome. Um, and me and Austin were talking about this last night. Even the track, like didn't really get rough. It just got so ruddy. Like, I mean, right. that's what, where the technicality came from was just how ruddy and that's kind of where the gnarliness came from. So I, I actually enjoyed uh, Colorado a lot, actually. Yeah. 19th for you, Burger. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Webb getting docked for whatever he got docked for. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? I was looking at the results and I wrote about this in my column. We talked about it. He... I don't think he got even 14th. I think something happened because he was so far back. Uh, the lap t- the lap ch- cheats have him in 24th at the end of the moto. That's what he's in, 24th. And then all of a sudden he's 14th. Now he got docked, so it doesn't really matter. No points is no points. Um, but uh, I don't know how he got 14th. And I asked a couple people, and they said they're going to look into it, and chances are we'll never hear anything about it. But when you look at the <laughs> lap charts at the end of the moto, because I was watching him and seeing where he was, and you look at the lap charts, and he was 24th. And that makes sense because, dude, he pulled in the mechanics area. He was stalled by the side of the track for uh, 10 minutes. Like, I don't know how he got 14th. Anyways, it, but it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they'll never go I, back um, to Go ahead. I don't think Webb listens to these, but um, I want to apologize <laughs> for blocking him for like a half a lap in the second moto. I thought it was Morgan. And I was going, you know, I would do some pretty – you know, some shady shit for a point. And <laughs> I didn't know it was Morgan or Morgan or Webb. And I was like, well, I'm going and on TV. I just block like three people. And I want to apologize for that. Cause I didn't know it was I, JT and I have talked about this and, and I gave Bradley Leonette a, an, an award uh, from Grandstone boots because he went 21, 21 and Austin, you got 21 in the second moto at, uh, at Lakewood. And uh, there is nothing worse, I wouldn't think, than going 30 plus two 
and getting 21st. <laughs> well, and I, you know, me and Morgan were battling, so right. who knows what would have happened. But we were right on Tamita, and like I was going to pass him like for 19th. We were kind of like battling because uh-huh. he had slowed up for the for Grant and all those guys. And then um, I went into this turn that I had taken a bad line literally every lap. So my dad was like pretty pissed off at me, but I tipped it over with like right after the right before the mechanics area. Mm-hmm. I tipped over in a rut when we were all like in a battle right there. So I kind of threw it away on my own. Who knows if Morgan would have passed me or whatever, but it yeah. still stuck to just tip over and get 21st. I wanted to cry, honestly. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and didn't you have, didn't you have our stew coming? Ronnie Stewart was coming, I think. Nah. Uh, no, no, we had passed him. Okay. Um, he ripped the first moto, but, um, hit i passed him i kind of took a while to get going but wise words of jt is like find a, a pace you can do for 30 minutes and at minute 20 people will start dropping off and yeah that's kind of what i did like i the, the only lap, bad lap i had was the last one and i stayed in like pretty consistent and then my last lap i crashed yeah so kind of sucked but uh, so basically burger would have got beat down had you not fallen over <laughs> it, it would have been over. i don't know we were we <laughs> passed each other like seven times and one time he thought i was like Grant or someone, so he like pulled over, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going." <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and that's another thing. Like when it comes to being lapped, and we've talked about this in Supercross, also, like it just it really ruins your flow. It kind of affects the race. Some guys do it. Some guys fight like crazy. Some guys pull over. Like once you're lapped, yeah. it's uh, it's always in your mind, isn't it, Morgan? About like what am I doing? Who's on me? What's going on? It kind of uh, jacks you up, jacks up your race. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially because a lot of the riders are like wearing the same gear. So um, that's what, yeah, I was talking to Austin about it. it threw me off is because just out of the corner of my eye, I saw like um, that the gear he was wearing. And I honestly, I thought it was like Dakota Alex or one of those guys mm-hmm. coming through the pack. So I was like, oh, and I just kind of pulled up. And then Austin goes ripping by me. And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> and, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like once you get lapped by one, it's, uh, like, you know, you, you have that rest of the pack coming through those, you know, fifth through 10th or whatever. And you're just trying to like mate, you know, let them by and still charge. And so, yeah, it is a little difficult. Uh, so Morgan, um, like we said, uh, you raced Canadian nationals for a long time and you were one of the top guys up there. Uh, you might go to Calgary. Is that, uh, is that the plan? Yeah, that's the plan as of right now. I want to go up to Calgary and just see some of the people that I've hung out with for, you know, the past, whatever, seven years that I've been up there and the people that have uh, helped me out a bunch. And I just want to go see them and hang out for a weekend and yeah, just see how she, how she goes. Now, how does that go Morgan for you making the choice to like, Hey, I'm not doing Canadian nationals anymore. Cause as I said, national number six and, uh, and, and some good results, uh, I mean, there's no money in it, as we know, and it's a pretty expensive series. But how do you just be like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore? What what happens to, for you to make that decision? Well, I mean, basically, it's just kind of, yeah, the people I travel with. And then, uh, like like I said, I travel with the RMX crew and all that. And they kind of were not wanting to do it this year. So they ended up not going up. And I figured it probably wouldn't be good to uh, go spend a whole summer away from home. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my fiance just got just got our new house and everything so we're just right now actually i'm just doing yard work trying to get her huh. trying to make her happy so <laughs> um, so uh yeah okay uh, yeah i didn't know how that how that went and then you rode yamahas up there right yep i rode yamahas for mountain's edge yamaha yep. and uh yeah those are the guys that have been helping me out a ton and then so why the honda now 
Um, cause Jack from Carl's, uh, Carl cycles, both me and Austin both ride for him now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out here, here in the Valley. So yeah, he's just in the Valley. He's local. And, uh, they, that's who actually helped me out with my suspension last weekend too. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to keep it local and, uh, yeah, Jack's a big help for my program right now too. But okay. But wait, Austin, you ride a Cowie. So Morgan, yeah. could you have rode a Cowie? I could have, oh, okay. but I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to deal with the air forks. So, oh, <laughs> oh man! Wow, actually, Austin doesn't deal with the air forks either, right? Because you run Olings. Yep. So yeah, but is that yeah. re- really it, Morgan? I, really, like you, Morgan, you really made your decision on that? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, because that's. I rode the Yamaha for so long, and mm-hmm. I rode Cowies before that, and the Cowies, like when I was riding them, didn't have the air forks, and as soon as they went the air forks, I started riding Yamahas. So I just and I tested a little bit of with like Enzo Canada with mm-hmm. Air Force and stuff and it just I yeah I just don't like the sensation of it really to be honest with you it's just yeah, yeah I don't know it's interesting and Austin so why did you get uh, how does the Olean's come about for you well for one I didn't like my Air Force and <laughs> I, I did like the the PSF was it PSF one that was on the 2014 yeah. Cowies. Um, yeah, it's just like the air in both chambers, you know, like yep. air on both sides. And then when the show attack for it came out, I just, I could never, like, I could get it to work really good at one track if mm-hmm. I really spent the time. But then that same setting would have a completely different feel on a different track. And it was just hard to get it nailed down to have something decent every single race. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I could get it to where I could charge bumps super, yeah. super hard. And, then, you know, the other half of the track where it was, you know, tight and ruddy, I couldn't get comfortable. So it's just like, it's hard to find like a good balance, I guess. And then I just, another guy around here had Owens that's fast. And then that (laughs) that was pretty much it. And then I ended up dropping $1,200, but, um, it, I mean, they do work good. It's just a really consistent feel. And, um, it's nice to just, yeah, have a spring for you, just bleed the air out of it. And then you're good to go. Listen, Colba. You should have called me or texted me. Race Tech, Race Tech takes your air forks and makes them into springs, and they can't keep the stuff in stock. They've been killing it. Well, then maybe next year. Well, I'd yeah, yeah. Ditch the twelve hundred dollar Olean's and, and just get the Race Tech uh, air to spring. And honestly, I didn't. I'm not steering this conversation that way, but it did work out. And um, I had a guy tell me, Austin, that the single sided, the single function fork. Whether it whether it's a big old spring or a big old air chamber, is the worst system uh, ever. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's yeah. just hard to get it flush and yeah. have the good bottoming resistance. It's hard to get both. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, you're like, okay, I need because you need both, right? Um, yeah. So, so, I guess so. Burger for you, Lakewood was by far the best out of three. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> uh, what about you, Austin? Which one did you feel like, that the first three that you feel like you rode the best? Um, I felt like I was riding the best at Lakewood, but I just crashed both motos and just kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just had more mistakes, I guess. But I, my feeling, like my feeling on the bike was definitely the best at Lakewood, and I liked the track. So yep. um, it just kind of sucks that I didn't pull through. Um, how slow? And honestly, oh, yeah, I, I thought – I liked Glen Helen a ton too, but I just had some bad luck. I snapped the chain in the first moto, uh-huh. and then when I put the I put a brand new chain on for the second moto, and it and it got loose, and I could just hear it the whole moto, so yeah. it kind of played with me mentally, just sure. you know, slapping around. But honestly, I I liked 
the track at Glen Helen, it was, it was fun, but like the only part that was just stressful was all those just stupid jumps, like that they thought that they needed to have super cross lips with ruts going through them, you know? But it was better than last year. Yeah. They, they, they actually worked on it compared to last year. It was amazing. Last year they had a seven. Yeah. That's, um, I'm glad they didn't have that like super cross section in there from last year. That, that looked gnarly. (laughs) No, I know. It's ridiculous. I I don't like Glen Helen. Well, it's just funny to me because Glen Helen is gnarly in its own sense, like without, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. putting these crazy jumps on it. And then they have to go build these jumps with sand lips and it, they just don't hold up. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh I don't feel like late in a 30 minute moto, uh, you need to go 75 miles an hour up, up a hill, up a triple, you know, with bumps, <laughs> acceleration bumps. Yeah. I just, I'm like, we don't need that in outdoor motocross. It's just, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's that safe, but. Um, no, yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Now, look, you're both great riders, and you you both make the motos no problem. But, Austin, is there a bit of, like, stress in qualifying? Like, you had to go to the LCQ at one of them, I think. Um, yeah, at uh, Glen Helen. Is there, like, stress? We, we both did. Oh, okay. So, there we go. Uh, so, in qualifying, like, how stressful is that, Austin? I mean, you, okay, first up, A, you got to get a clean lap, and B, you you know, you have to lay it down on when you have a chance of a clean lap. Um, how much do you stress about it, Austin? Well, I stress about it more like leading up to the race. Like I'm, I'm always looking at the entry list and trying to figure out where I should be. And I never am right. Um, but I start off with that and then I actually get there and then sometimes I'll psych myself out. Like, like beforehand, like that stupid finish line jump at Glen Helen was totally screwing with me. I didn't jump it all day. Even in the concert, I guess the guy almost landed on me in second because I, can't believe you admitted that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got wait, <laughs> Koba. You didn't jump the finish line at Glen Helen all day. Uh, nope. I mean, and I missed qualifying by a half a second. I think at like thirty six. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of us in that like main group, and then um, I, once I put that finish line jump out of my mind because I saw like three people just like kill themselves on it, and I'm like, Alex Ray I'm being one of them. That. Like, Alex, I'm not doing that. Alex Ray being yeah, one of we them. We saw him in press day, and and I was like, okay, <laughs> how like screwed up is this jump? Tedder like looped out and like wheelie scrubbed the next thing, and I was like, okay, no, I'm not doing it. And so I, what actually sealed the deal for me to not do it was in the first qualifying practice. Uh huh. I was in a practice or whatever because we had raced Hangtown and Dakota Alex passed me before it over the wall. And then I followed him and like scrubbed the double and then kind of like drove down and then, and then tripled out like it had. And I, he didn't even pull me right there. And granted the top guys are scrubbing the actual triple and that's way faster, but just to like sit down and then just jump it and send yourself 90 feet in the air. It was like the same speed. So I was like, well, I'm not jumping it. And that that was that. I mean, you can keep telling yourself whatever it makes to sleep, sleep at night. You know? like, <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, uh, Alex Ray's story was hilarious. It was just amazing uh, to listen to him tell the story about how he ate poop on it. Um, so, yeah. okay, so back to qualifying. So, like, what do you, you know, like, how do you, uh, and two of them you made it in and one of them you had to go to the LCQ, like you said, but uh, um, how do you, do you, do you just, are you one of those guys that's like, hey, after the green flag goes, it's got to be that couple laps. Is that what it is? It's balls out for the first two laps when it's time to go? Well, so the first thing that's 
tough obviously is is you know having the five minutes untimed and you get two laps on a muddy track mm-hmm. to learn well i guess it's one lap because you have to because you have to roll everything the first lap but yeah, true. the hardest part for me is to to say okay the second lap of the first practice i got to jump everything and then that next that third lap you know especially being in, when you're in a practice like the last thing i want to do is screw up someone else's lap and be that guy that people are yelling at but at the same time like you only have so many laps. I think you have five laps per practice, four or five, and you got to put in a heater and yeah. you don't know the track. So it's, it's tough, you know, like in, and you know, we don't get to ride press day, even though a lot of other people that are right in our same little group from 17 to 25, a lot of those guys do. So it's like the first practice when it's smooth, they go out, they hit the jump second lap. They know all the, the, the lines, how they're kind of going to develop and they just send it, which every single time my, good lap comes in the second practice and sometimes the track's too rough like at Glen Helen I rode way better but the hills were so much rougher that it just kind of yeah that's just kind of what happens and you know it's no excuses but it's just tough to to not have that kind of flow feeling that you get if you were to have 40 minutes on the track a couple of days before yeah and what about you Morgan but it's you, definitely I, stressful yeah. well, Morgan same thing just stress yeah these these are conversations we have for on the long road dri- <laughs> drives and everything and just, we just talk about how effed we get basically not being able to ride press day and then we have to just yeah like go out yep. and send it within those first two laps and yeah Austin followed me uh last weekend yep. yeah and like I, I hopped in, like, luckily, we locked out being in A practice last weekend because it was, uh, you know, there's less guys in mm-hmm. it, so we were able to just kind of ride by ourselves. But, um, yeah, we, so we kind of waited our turn, basically, and then just kind of took off in the back of the pack. And then, so I was behind Baggett, and I was, like, thinking, I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to jump everything behind Baggett, second lap, you know, that way I can just get everything out of the way. And Baggett goes up to the first triple and doesn't jump it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, here goes. Like, I'm, I'm hitting this thing no matter what. And I send it to flat. And I'm like, oh, man. And Austin hits it behind me. And so, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's those first couple laps of practice are kind of stressful. That just having that in your mind, like, right. you have to just have to go send it, basically, you know. You guys could almost, Morgan, you guys could almost, uh, like, team up like Days of Thunder and be like, hey, yeah. we got to go out and, you know, green flag lap. You go front, I go behind you, and we both go. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that would help a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I've seen it so many times. The green flag goes. The track is, is as good as it's going to get in the next couple laps. Then you get held up with a lapper, let's say. Uh, and then they're, they're not a lapper, but a, a slower rider who's rolling stuff. And there goes that time. So, then you get set. You try to put in another lap. Then you make a mistake. There goes two laps that are down. Now you have one red chance. Red cross flag comes okay, out. Okay, red cross flag comes out. Right, exactly. And now, before you know it, checkers are going, and you're like, but, 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 like, what? You know? So Yeah, you're just effed. Yeah, it's it's super stressful. Another thing that's tough, too, is you have, like, you know, like the factory guys, they'll do a a heater, and then they'll slow down at the end of the lap, you know? like Or so they'll do a heater, and then their next lap, they just kind of cruise. And then before the finish line, they'll kind of just check out lines. Well, like this last weekend, I came up on one of the factory guys, and I was – putting in it's a heater for me but they're just cruising around <laughs> and they're kind of looking at lines and then they cross over and it like kind of screws you up and it's like dude that yeah that, you know three tenths of a second like that Uh-oh. really freaking that i really need that you know and it's tough because you know oh the, but don't worry dude if, if you get laugh. in the, if you get in their way hell will be paid 
Christian, oh, Christian yeah. Craig will send you over a berm. Cooper <laughs> Webb will flip yeah. you off. Uh, I, I can't believe these idiots, and I've written about it and talked about it. These guys and this dick measuring contest of lap times. <laughs> like, like, dude, I, I don't get it. Like, they, like, what, like nobody's accidents happen. Guys, uh, uh, pull, it's, it's only so wide. Like, things happen, and these guys act like you've just, you know, basically been caught banging their mom. You know, and (laughs) like, I don't like it gets me so pissed off that these guys because look, all right, Blake Baggett, uh, you're going to go to the gate sixth instead of fourth. And in Supercross, that's third gate pick versus second gate pick. Oh, my God, your whole day is ruined. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. I just. Yeah, I don't get that. You know, they freak out like it shit happens. Come on, guys. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't know. It just pisses me off when I see these guys react that way. My. uh my brother almost got in a fight with one of the factory mechanics in the first moto because apparently I was, I cut off someone, even though I was like all the way to the right side of the track Yeah, and they're lapping me. And I guess like one of the mechanics told my brother like to F off. And I'm like, what, like what, what can he do about it? Like, oh, you know, like God, dude, I'm the one a, out there, you know, like that's a brutal story. Yeah. Hey, Hey hero, just right. Just concentrate on spelling, breathe, right. That's it. Just, <laughs> yeah. just focus on spelling breathe right and we'll be good, you know? And again, I yeah, was a mechanic. Like make millions. Yeah, I was a mechanic oh, for a long, I was a mechanic for a long time and one time John Dowd's guy wanted to fight me for something Ferry did to Dowdy at Binghamton and I'm like, I'm not fighting you. I don't give a shit. Like like yeah. let them fight if they're good. like oh god. Anyways, I'm getting I'm getting worked up. All right, race tech suspension, yeah. privateer island life podcast, Austin Koba, Morgan Berger uh on the podcast. Uh so interesting for you, Austin. Um you go to school at Boise State and you kind of fit your racing in in between here and there. What are you taking at Boise State and how does that work for you for for uh taking time off and practicing and everything? Yeah, so um I go to Boise State, um and uh I've got a year left now, um, before I have my bachelor's in accounting. So, um just kinda it's not really people think that it's really super hard to balance, you know, a lot of stuff and I don't you know, I don't work full time or anything, so uh-huh. that's nice. I'll, you know, do side stuff here and there for like a local graphics company, focus graphics. I'll work for them for a little bit when they get busy, but you know, school is you can apply yourself and, and, you know, get your work done and you pay attention while you're in mm-hmm. lecture. It's really not hard to, to take time to ride. And a lot of times I'll get out at one or, you know, two and just go out and ride when it rains or depending on, you know, how the, the tracks and weather yeah. are, to be honest with you. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard. You can, you know, a lot of times teachers don't even take attendance. So if you're going to a race or whatever, you just don't show up and right. get your own stuff done. But um, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a, a huge deal to get your riding in. It's just, it's tough not, you know, over the winter, you know, a lot of everyone's riding in California and you're, you know, we're, we have, you know, a couple feet of snow on the ground or a yeah. foot of snow on the ground and you're doing schoolwork, you know, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. So why, dude, I took a, accounting was the only class in high school that I absolutely bombed out on. Like I couldn't, <laughs> like I was terrible. I'm bad at math anyways, but I mean, why accounting? How did that happen? Like, what, what's up, nerd? <laughs> well, um, I'm he's Asian. What do you expect? Yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just there. Um, super, super but, good with numbers. You know, it's really, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really not a lot of math. It's just, I don't know. Everyone and their dog has a general business degree, so it's like I just, you know, I'm like yeah. oh, I'm here. I might as well. I, I liked accounting in in high school and in my early 
okay. years in college, so I kind of decided to go that route. But yeah. it's just it's not I'm not doing tax or anything. You uh-huh. can do tax, but it's more of just like the the managing side of accounting and looking at your financial statements and blah blah blah. But right. yeah, right. I just enjoy it. I guess. I but I'm already two years deep in it, so I yeah. I can't change it unless I want to take a bunch of extra classes. So it's like. I'm in, I'll finish it, and then even if I don't use it, who yep. cares? Oh, we get you to run the Pulp Empire. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Morgan, so what are you doing, Morgan, for uh, for a job or for cash or anything else? Like you said, you bought a house, so um, how do you get by? Well, uh, yeah, basically, I'm doing the same thing as Austin now. I just started a little bit later. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm just, uh, I'm in my second year of my associates for exercise science right now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and yeah, basically, um, I'm not like Austin and school is not easy for me. And so I I have like a pretty good, just a one track mind. So it takes a lot of focus for me. So in the wintertime, that's basically what I do is I just focus on my school and, uh, my dad being in the military, um, he just retired. So he has this GI bill that he set up for me and it pays for me to go to school and it also pays me to go to school. So right now, yeah, I mean, so I'm definitely scoring with that. And, uh, just basically I'm just trying to prolong my, my motocross as long as possible. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, well, I can do this in the winter time and still have time to ride in summer. So, um, so yeah, basically it's my job to go to school in the winter time. And then, uh, right now in the summertime, I just kind of find one off jobs doing it for construction companies or concrete, you know, yeah. just concrete, just kind of here or there, whatever pays the bills. And then, uh, yeah, my fiance has a good job. So yeah, we're just kind of getting by right now. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of how, how she rolls. Like we, we do this probably with your island life pod. Uh, and we talk to the Entignap and Alex Ray and Clayson. I mean, these guys are chasing the dream. You know what I mean? They're living off their purse money and whatever sponsor money they can get, and they're chasing it. And neither one, and both of you guys are like interesting. Where you're like, "Hey, this is fun. You know, I'm work. I'm competing against the very best. I want to do as well as I can." I mean, look, you, you, uh, Burger, you scored points, and, and and Austin, you came super close, which is so impressive. Uh, and then still going to school and being like regular human beings. Um, it's kind of cool. I think it's neat. Um, and and Austin, I guess. That's a way to look at it too. Like when you look at get, compare yourself to Clayson's or Ray or Antignaps or these guys like that, you're like, look, guys, it's awesome. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, um, awesome, but uh, the you, you know you're trying to be successful in motocross is like a bit like a little bit like a lottery. Do you? And so I'm going to do this over here. Uh, do you kind of look at it like that? Oh, for sure. And I, you know, I always root for the the privateers and, and like when, you know, like when Clayson or Alex Ray or someone make a main, it's sweet, you know, like, um, they're living it. And it's just, just for me though, my, you know, like my parents have always just, you know, said it's for fun and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have a bucket list of stuff that I want to check off in motocross. But at the end of the day, I know that, you know, it's not going to pay my bills. And I truthfully, I wouldn't want to race every weekend. You know, like I just look at it, you know, and I'm like, you know what, race when I want to and, you know, try and do the best that I can, but at the same time, you know, not break, break the bank or, you know, hurt myself trying to do something that's just not, you know, not going to happen. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you got to love what these guys are doing. And that's how this pod started. Like that's a struggle. I mean, what you guys are doing, too, oh, man. you know what I mean? But what they're doing, it's like, good luck to you guys, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's, gnarly. I mean, yeah. you always kind of have to think, that's where I just, because, yeah, I was there when I was racing Canada and everything, like, mm-hmm. 
I always wanted to think of how, like, man, how can I make it, you know, make it onto one of these teams to where I can make some money doing this. And then, yep. so after my last year in Canada, I just kind of, um, I started dialing it back. And like, so I knew I, my, I found out that my dad had that GI bill and, uh, it, I just figured it was kind of time to start looking towards the next step in life, you know? Yep. And that's, I just don't want to be, you know, here be 28 and being like, <clears throat> you know, now I'm retired, all broke up and yeah. being like, well, shit now, now what, you know? Yeah. So basically I, yeah. And just, it's cool to me that I can go and race on the weekends. And then, uh, like you say, it's a, it's a gamble, you know, uh, it's, I, that's a, completely the way I look at it. I go to the races and I'm like, well, this is what I do. Instead of going to Vegas, I come to the races <laughs> on the weekend and gamble yeah. my money and hopefully I can make it back. You yeah. know? So, so let me ask, and it's actually, okay, it's cool. actually been paying off. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. So. Let me ask you this. So Austin, uh, making the motos coming so close to a point, but not getting it. How much do you spend to chase this? Like, what do you, th- have you worked it out? I mean, you're an accountant. Of course you've worked it out. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, uh, where are you at? Like how much, how much are you out of the, out of, after the purse money and everything, how much is it costing you? Okay, so I mean, <laughs> here granted, we go. Here we as, go. <laughs> <laughs> carry the so, one. As a uh, as a uh, an accountant, I know that there's there's no way around make like there's no way I'm gonna make money doing this. There's there's zero chance. Right. right. But my parents still you know help me out obviously with with gas and and you know I had a sponsor um, that's called Old Man Speed. It's like this starting up company bought my entry fee at Glen Helen. So that's mm-hmm. nice. But I mean, said and done, you know, you like, I think at Hangtown, I made $610 mm-hmm. and you sign up, that's 250 and then your mechanics 50. So there's, there's half your purse money and then you oh. get 250 for making the motos from Cowie. Yep. But then you put in a hundred bucks of pro six or 120 of pro six. Yep. And then, I mean, I'm so far in the hole that there's, there's literally no light. Like it's, it's, Right. But it's fun, and I mean, yeah. Luckily, I, my parents will let me keep keep my purse money, and they yeah. they pay for the gas and no, and but the food I, I, and yeah. all that. But I mean, yeah, I just meant like, yeah. Never mind who's paying for it, type deal. Like, what are you? You know, like your oh your five hundred bucks with gas and hotel, a thousand bucks in the hole. If you were to actually just, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like you know, I mean, you got 150 a hotel probably per night. So there's your two nights, there's, 300 gas, 500, 800. I, I'm probably a grand in the hole. Yeah. yeah. With making the motos and everything else, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, with making the um, motos. Hold on, though. Cali gives you two fifty for like uh, t- just making forty the forty man field. Yep, two fifty oh, okay. for for twenty first to fortieth. But then if you go if you get twentieth overall, you get um, you get five hundred. So that's cool. Yeah, point. I always thought the OEMs were they stop at twentieth overall, but uh, that's good. That's something you know, like yeah. You know, and so and Morgan's. I guess you're in the same spot, although you got maybe a little more help, a little more help than Austin. But same deal. You're you're making six hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, but that's. I was surprised with Honda this year because I mean that was also what was kind of making my choice is I was yeah. almost going to ride a KTM because I was just looking at contingencies and seeing where I could make a you know a buck or two. Yep. And uh, Honda had, or they pay, I thought it was going to be like Cali where you just make the 200 per moto or whatever, but they actually end up, they pay, they pay per moto as Cali pays for overall, I think. So um, Honda, yeah, I end up making like, I made 400 for each of the rounds at uh, in California. 
and then this weekend I made 600. So, and I haven't even seen a check from the AMA yet. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not making out too bad. And then, yeah, like I said, if you can, if I can just keep uh, hopping, hopping in with people who are going to the races anyways, uh, and just helping out with gas or like yeah. I'm Austin and his family, they helped me out a ton because they, they were like, well, we're going anyways. And they didn't make me pay for gas. So, I mean, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's people like that that you have to kind of look for that are going to be, be huge influences to your program, you know? Do either one of you? I'm have gonna a, send him an invoice after a 19. Yeah, 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 really, right? Yeah, like, exactly. give me that point, bro. Give me that couple points. <laughs> you know, um, what's the career highlight for you, Austin? Uh, what's something that uh, you're super proud of in your racing? Um, I don't know. I I would probably, even though like I didn't, it was, the field was super light. In 2015, I decided to race the Utah National like on the Wednesday before, uh-huh. and I like. Luckily, with like JT, he helped me get my license and everything. Like, like the literally like three days before, uh-huh. um, we got everything lined up, and and there there were like there were only like fifty entries, but um, I, that was my first ever national, and it just it was cool to be like I I lined up next to Roxanne, and I was just completely starstruck, and I think I went twenty four twenty two that weekend, and it like that that's probably the the highlight, just because it's my first one, and it's like I'll always remember that, and the track was so crappy that yeah you know, that'll always stick in my mind and uh for you morgan i mean it must be a canadian race that you know i remember you pulling uh, some holies here and there yeah i i got a, i got a few i mean yeah there's uh like austin said you know you kind of have these bucket lists and just these accomplishments that you make and you just you know you're gonna remember them um i want to say one of them would be santa clara supercross that was my first main and mm-hmm. i actually ended up with that whole first turn pile up i actually ended up 14th so it is pretty cool to say, like, my first main, I, I went, you know, top yeah. 15. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, last weekend would be would be a highlight for me, you know, be, getting points in the in the mm-hmm. AMA National. And then... Uh, wait, you never got... Yeah, wait, you never got points before? Nope, this is this is the first one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm, yeah. like, in the worst shape I've ever been in. And uh, Dude, I would have yeah, thought, <laughs> thought you got some points somewhere along the line. I'm surprised. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Every time I come to these AMA nationals, I just kind of like I tense up and ride like an idiot. So, yeah, I mean, I've tried them before, and yeah, I've never done it this as good as I've been doing this year. So, yeah, it's cool. And then, as far as Canada goes, yeah, I have a, I have a couple where I was running in third and I ended up fourth. And then, uh, yeah, I think Cam Loops was a good one. And then I backed it up at Calgary the next weekend with yeah fourth place. Mm-hmm. And then even last year, um, out at Turo, I was running, yeah, top five, like fourth place, and then ended up getting a flat. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's some good good stories from Canada. That's why I love going up there so much is uh, just being able to travel the country with, you know, a group of buddies and yep. getting to see the, some, some of the coolest things that you get to see, you know. Like we saw some waterfalls on the East Coast and these gnarly rock quarries that we got to swim in on the East – or on the yeah, on the East Coast and right. – uh, yeah, it was. It's Canada's definitely a highlight in my career. Um, just with yeah, and I've been able to get up there with number six, and I've been number seven, yeah. and now number nine. So it's just yeah, so it's definitely uh, mainstay. You uh, the only thing bad thing about Canada is like you said, you get fourth, and then you get a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then yeah, and then nobody nobody cares. Like nobody realizes. Well, I mean, listen more cares. Listen more cares, and. 
Golf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Noof Golf cares. And Melissa Moore, those guys <laughs> are always got my back. Um, and Billy from Direct MX, and yeah, those guys always have my back. So that's cool. It's just whenever you're trying to get help from you know one of the teams up there, it's just it's they kind of steer you away. So yeah, it's not that's much. only it. The frustrating part is like you go up there for so many years and you put it inside the top five, and you know you're still going to get outdone by. Somebody well, else, they, so. they like to hire Canadians, and I can't blame them for that. I really can't, you know. Um, I can't either. No, yeah. no. I think I think that's actually a good rule. I think that should be a rule that you should have at least one Canadian on your team because it's kind of messed up in the fact that you know they bring up people like Porcel and and then just they completely shun Canadians yeah. and then yeah, but. Right. I think, uh, honestly, I think the next person that should have a ride is Meston. Like, yeah, uh, he's killing uh, it. Like, yeah. I battled with him last year, and uh, I feel like you know that little bit of help being on a team would matter a ton to somebody, you know, like that. Right, um, uh, Austin, you did some Canadian nationals, huh? Yep in my uh, in my day, I've done maybe like seven or eight of them or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just I always did like just the West Coast, and um, I think the best I've got is like a seventh or something in a moto, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely fun to go up there. Different tracks, different people, and mm-hmm. Nanaimo for some reason always is my best weekend. Oh, even God. though I hate the track. Oh God, that place is, <laughs> that place should have a close sign up front. That'd be the way to prove it. Um, the wasteland. I, I've ridden at the wastelands because I lived in Victoria for a while uh, in the off seasons, and I would ride at the wastelands in Duncan, which is closed now. But that would be my tracks. I'm just like, oh my God, this place. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Austin, who's the coolest factory rider uh, to you? Or has been to you? Um, I honestly I haven't really talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Tomac fan. Everyone always gives me crap for it because um, <laughs> I creep a freaking starstruck when I'm <laughs> around him. Uh-huh. Uh, just because I think he's a freaking animal. But um, I haven't really talked to any factory guys, honestly. Um, just kind of do my own thing and try to stay out of the okay. way. Honestly, who, who's the factory guy that's been a dick to you on the track? <laughs> Um, I mean, I gotta go with Barsha. I know he doesn't even listen to these, but dude, no. at Hangtown and uh, I think Hangtown twice. Like I'm, I, I never try and get in people's way, but like, dude, like he slowed down over this single, um, over one of the singles. And, like he was yelling at me. I'm like, okay, dude, there's literally 45 ruts on this track. I'm in like 25th. You get paid millions of dollars. You can pass me on literally any turn on this track. And he, like, yelled at me and then, like, looks back and rolls over one of the walls and just clutches it and just roosts the ever-living crap out of me. And I was like, okay, you, you probably just lost, like, a second and a half doing that to whoever you're trying to battle with. And I'm like, nice work. And so, right. like, I'm like, yeah. And then, like, he completely stuffed me in another turn at, um, at Hangtown. And I, like, went wide before that really sketchy step up, like, uh-huh. all the way in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I went wide there, and apparently I must have gotten his way in one of the ruts before that. And he, like, comes up to the outside, like, parks me, and then barely jumps the step up. I'm like, so you just lost yourself yeah. more time just yeah. because you want to park the guy in 25th. Yeah, you know what? That sounds really weird. Out of character for him. It sounds really really odd. <laughs> yeah, really no, odd. I, I was really shocked when I saw his, <laughs> Super. Um, when I saw number 51. I was like, wow, he's never does that yeah you know? it's super odd man really weird uh what about it is what you it is. what about you morgan coolest guy that you you've talked to and hung out with oh and and the biggest dick on the track to you 
Um, I'd say coolest. I like um, just because I kind of grew up with Jason Anderson and uh, Dean Wilson. Yep. For just for the mere fact that they still talk to me, they don't rock star me all the time. So That's it's cool. pretty cool yep. that you can I can still talk to those guys a little bit here and there. And then, uh, yeah, as far as uh, biggest dick, I it probably Barsha or I mean I know that Webb doesn't really like like what I do in front of him either, but. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really had any instances like like Austin's had to where yeah, it's gotten into it with him. But <laughs> right. I mean, Barsha Barsha does yeah make it a point when he laughs you to like just yeah mess you up. You know, like dude, I, what are you doing? Just go. JT has a, JT has a story about RC lapping him at Unadilla, and riding about forty feet out of his way to like clean out his front tire. <laughs> you gotta ask him about it, Austin. Next time you see him, uh, he's just like, really, really, guy. Like, sorry. I, I mean, lappers are part of the job. I mean, you guys are trying, and you're super fast, and uh, compared to you know, ninety eight percent of their population, uh, and it's just part of the gig. I, I never really understand that. I mean, I, I don't. Nobody does it on purpose, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, no, I get it. But too, they're going but, so fast, and and but you're and like, I, so I. I we never try and get in their way, but sometimes yeah. it's like, I mean, like with the whole web thing this weekend, like yeah. I, I, I don't really, I never heard him yell at me, but it's like, dude, there's a point on the line here. Like I, I yeah, just yeah. give a shit less if you get fourth or fifth or <laughs> right. whatever. I'm not going to just stop on the track to let no. you buy. And again, like the first three rounds, you're like, Hey, okay. So your your balls faster than me. But I'm stuck in a 60-foot rut right now, bro. Like, I'm stuck. Yeah. I can't get out of here. Right? Like, and I'm tired as shit. I can't just get out of the rut. Like, I'm sorry. I'm already double. Yeah. And yeah. No, it's one of those things, man. I, I feel for you guys for sure. And I've been a mechanic whose rider has been held up by lappers, and I'm like, oh, dude, come on. But, yeah, it happens, you know? Um, yeah. Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, Pulp MX 17 is the code to get uh, top-notch suspension. Both of these jerkies should have gotten Race Tech. They probably would have scored numerous points by now, probably tens and tens of points <laughs> uh, if they had Race Tech Suspension. Uh, top Privateers trust Race Tech more than ever anybody else out there, and uh, they break through the limitations of the OEM designs. And like I mentioned also, too, they are killing it with their – Air to spring conversion on KYB and uh, the show of stuff. So please check them out. Austin Koba and Morgan Berger on the uh, Privateer Island Life show. Um, do either one of you have a really good Alex Ray story? Oh, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan? What is your Alex uh, Ray story? Please share it. I, it. It was just one year when I was doing the Supercrosses. Uh, it was just kind of funny. Um, yeah, I was standing in line with my brother trying to get his mechanics band mm-hmm. and uh like the week the week before that I'd rode with Alex um and Brad Nodded. Mm-hmm. Like Brad invited me out to like this uh, I forget who was training him, but yeah, we were out um riding and uh yeah, so he had like seen me ride and <laughs> to be completely honest, like I agree with him, like I'm a goon on Supercross, like I shouldn't, I don't belong on Supercross. Bro, track, wait but. a minute though, you got 14th in the main event, you belong. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not awesome at it, but come on. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, Supercross was just super stressful and just trying to learn all those jumps and every. It just yeah, it's not something we have in Idaho. Right. We have literally one track and it has yeah the flattest jumps that you could think of that a vet guy built. So. Yeah. Anyways, um, back to the story. Yeah, it's just 
So I'm a goon at Supercross. He's standing in line. I leave the line because I had to, like, I don't know, I had to go get my bike ready for practice or something. So I was, like, told Cameron, you know, to get his band or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess Alex didn't know that he was with me and uh, just was, like, talking to his friend. He's like, yeah, that kid who just left. Dude, he gets like fifth place up in Canada, and he can't even. He's such a goon and super cross. I just started kind of ragging on me. <laughs> nice Cameron work, comes A-Rack. Back and tells me, yeah, I'm like, oh man. Oh, uh, you should. I don't know. I guess the other one, I was, I was trying to talk to him like at Glen Helen, and maybe he wears earplugs or something. But I was like, kind of looked up at him. I was like, hey, how do you like the Yamaha? And he like just kept looking forward, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I guess we're not not talking. <laughs> like, Oh, that's Got awesome. It. That's good. No, I like it. Uh, I like to make fun of Alex a lot. So <laughs> we can do that. It's all right. Uh, so, Morgan, before we hit re- uh, uh, record on this thing, you were telling me that you your suspension was bone stock and the guys at Race Tech helped you set your sag? Like, hold on a second. Like, you're getting points at a national and you have stock suspension? Hold on. No, I no, I didn't. I didn't get points at a national because <laughs> yeah, I had stock suspension for the first two just because I I didn't have the time or money Dude, to get com- it sent are, off. Are or... you serious though? Like really? <laughs> yeah. How I, was I that? So. How was it? <laughs> It, honestly, dude, here's my here's my Honda plug right now. Okay, that's, yeah, no. that's how good that's how good the stock suspension is. Like on like my only complaint with the stock suspension on the Honda is the bottoming resistance. Like it's nice and plush up top, which like I've I've always struggled with finding like any bike that I ride. Uh huh. They're just they're too rigid all the way through, and they get really like dancey going in the corners and everything. And the Honda just seems super stable, and like so I didn't want to. Because I've been dealing with so many just blow schmo like guys from Canada, you know, like trying to set my stuff up, and I I was like I'm over it. This is I'm just like I found something I like. I'm just gonna go and try try to do with it what I can do. And yeah, so needless to say, at both Hangtown and Glen Helen, I was clanking the forks yeah. every straightaway, it's every per- jump. That's pretty <laughs> gnarly, honestly. Like that's pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> You didn't change the oil height. You didn't. You just you turned the compression in, I guess, and that's it. Just ran it. Yeah, wow. just, I was all the way, all the way in, or yeah, all the way in on all my clickers, basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went and talked to the guys at uh, at Race Tech at Milestone. They were out there helping. Um, They're helping Epstein, I think. And I was like, hey, you guys got just a second. Like, I just kind of have some questions to run by you. Like, what what I could do right now. <laughs> So and and they were super cool, yeah. Like they were just, like, yeah, dude, come on over. We'll set your sag, and they set my sag and adjusted my clickers and my fork height and everything. And I cannot yeah, believe I it. Ran it. I cannot believe you ran <laughs> stock suspension. I mean, to make the motos with stock stuff and all that, it's pretty gnarly. Um, so nice work. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hey, uh, Austin, what? You guys are both from Boise, Boise area. Your buddies, Austin. What happened with Burger's Fly Racing deal? Like what went wrong oh. here? What, what like? I don't know. I dude. <laughs> well, uh. like I, I I know that strict or whatever helped him for Canada, so I know that's why he switched originally. But like, I keep telling Max, like no, they didn't even Morgan didn't doesn't have vented gear still, and he's got Yamaha logos on his gear, <laughs> and you know Max and Fly like Fly has always been so awesome to me, and you know I being mean, in Boise, they always give us a little extra love. But I'm like Max 
hey, can I get some vented gear? And then it's done the next day, and I'm like, hey, Max, uh, Morgan over here doesn't have a vented gear for this weekend. It's like 95 at, at Hangtown, and, and he doesn't have vented gear. And so Max is always like, well, I know he's coming back to me, so it's just kind of like a, a little joke that we have. I mean, Morgan, don't you have to wear Fly? If you're, first of all, Fly helps out 8,000 privateers, and if you're from Boise, good God, you'd think you'd be on the list for sure. But uh, <laughs> that's all right, Morgan. You'll, you'll be back. You'll be back. No, I will. I mean, and those guys, they've always been a ton of help to me. And, uh, yeah, like basically through my whole amateur career and everybody, mm-hmm. like uh, Rodney and uh, and Max, yeah, those guys have helped me out a ton. But, yeah, I just got to that point where I was in Canada, and, yeah, Dan from Strict helped me out. Um, he helped me get that bike sponsor, and then, yeah, he was helping me out just get round to round. So, um, yeah, I just kind of got to that point. And then this year I just, yeah, I kind of dropped the ball on letting Dan <laughs> on know. On your suspension, like, you dropped the ball on yeah. your gear. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just wasn't like totally sure that I was going to do it until the last couple, like last week or so. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I definitely, yeah. No, listen, hey, this, I've always the, been I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. If strict helps you out, that's awesome. Like I'm just bugging you, but like, I don't want to. Yeah. I, oh, I know. I know. And yeah, I just kind of given my reasoning, but right. yeah, I know that Max is going to listen to this and be like, well, I'm always here. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. always here. <laughs> Whenever you need gloves, I got your gloves. I'm like, okay. Oh, you are, you run fly gloves. Yeah. 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 Cause you can't, you can't beat them, dude. You can't yeah. beat them. Uh, the best gloves out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, so what's the plan now? So, uh, Morgan, you go to Calgary in, I think, two weeks, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, Austin, what about you? What's the next thing you're doing? Um, getting his points, getting his points Calgary, back from but... the RMX series, right? What? Yep. Getting your, yep. Getting your <laughs> points back. <laughs> there's, uh, there's this local series we do, and I didn't go to one of the rounds, and, and Morgan took the red plate. Um, so I relinquish my lead, and I'm going to capitalize when he's in Canada because um, he's not going to be at the next one. <laughs> but no, I was thinking about going to Calgary, but I just I looked at the lineup, and you know I put myself somewhere between you know anywhere from the 11 to 15 range, whatever it might may be. And I'm like, I've already done that two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Even if I go up there and get a tenth, you know, it's not going to really do anything. I'm going to spend a ton of money, yep. make a little bit of Canadian money, and just yeah, 20. I'll, say, eh, I'll just stay here and kind of hang out. Uh, Calgary is a nice so, track. Probably watch Hugo's the next one. Do you like Calgary it track? Is. I yeah. do like Calgary. Yeah. And Morgan, yeah. you like it? And Morgan owes me one from Calgary. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that last year, that's what I kept telling him because when we were battling for that point, I was all, dude, so how mad would you have been when, if I would have just paid you back from Calgary right then and there, like when we were battling for that point? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened in Calgary? What happened in Calgary, uh, Austin? Basically the same, um, the same well, thing. Like we we're getting loud. Well, so, yeah, like we always uh, find Hold on, other. one at a time here, boys. One at a time. Go ahead, Austin. Okay. Um, well, yeah, we were we always find each other in it, and um, and yeah, we get gotten getting lapped. I think. Uh-huh. Or, actually, I don't even think we got lapped in that moto. But I don't. Yeah, either way, we're going back and forth the whole time, and and um, Morgan and his brother have been known for some aggressive racing in the past locally, but, <laughs> but we, it just, I didn't like, we didn't really like, I didn't like take him out or anything, but we were just going for, I think 13th, you know, and we always find each other on the freaking track. So there's just this super tight inside rut in the, in the last turn before the finish. And I don't think he knew I was like right there. Uh-huh. And so he just kind of coasted in the turn while I 
came in pretty hot and I was tired and, you know, my bike swapping around with my <laughs> stupid air forks and I came in kind of hot and we kind of bumped. Oh, it's the air forks it fault. Like it's the, the air forks fault, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was pretty much it. But it was like the, the, I always get crap for never putting aggressive passes on people. And okay. then, um, and so that that pass was kind of aggressive, but it was it wasn't like you know we I keep on him or anything. It was just kind of we was just kind of an inside joke. He's always like, oh, I owe you one from Canada because it was the last <laughs> turn, and it was for like thirteenth, so it didn't really matter. But it was yeah, still yeah. we, were, we yeah. found each other. Well, he, uh, Bur- Burger, you got him back in Lakewood. Let's yeah, go. well, I mean, there's two sides to every story, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> here's my side: is I'm pretty sure we were we just got lapped by Millsaps. Uh-huh. So, and it was, yeah, it was the last corner, last lap, and we were pulling into that. I was pulling, I literally dipped into the same rut Millsaps did. And yeah, here comes Austin. Oh, Austin just blew me out of the rut. Like, hit me that hard to blow me out of the rut. Oh, <laughs> and, and then goes over the finish line and throws a fist pump and just is totally. No way. way. No. <laughs> yeah, you fist pump, dude. No, you fist pump, bro. No way. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. um, shocking. Oh, uh, Burger's story seems uh, probably, probably more <laughs> accurate. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, boys. Hey, thank you for your time on the Race Tech Privateer Island Life podcast. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, good luck with everything you guys are doing. It's uh, it sounds fun. And again, it's a you know we talked to the like I said we talked to the A Rays and Claysons and, and Seven Deuce Deuce and they're going for it and they got you know life on the island and and all that. And you guys are like we're on the island, but we also we have an island over here that we can get to anytime we want. That's like super cool and more like real life island. Um, so I really I think our listeners will enjoy hearing sort of the flip side to chasing the dream and it's. It's sort of chasing the dream. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's a really interesting deal. And, Austin, thank you for running Pulpamex stickers on the trailer and on the helmet and all that. That's awesome. Yeah. I might need some more. I took a lot of rocks from uh, the old burger <laughs> rear tire at Lakewood. So. <laughs> my, yeah. Hey, hook it up with some stickers, and you can have two guys in there. Yeah, oh, there we go. I like that. I like sure. that idea. Yeah, we got A-Ray and Entignaf on the team now, and Weimer also. We can put – Put you two on it. I think that'd be great. Another Idaho boy got Weimer on there. Yeah, might as well have Coba and Burger on there. Yeah, man. why not? Yeah, Coba Burger. That sounds like a good burger too. Okay. <laughs> I got the Coba Burger. Um, also, Kobe Ashi beef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Morgan Burger, uh, Austin Coba. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything, boys. And uh, let's keep in touch and do another one, one of these down the road a little bit and, and update everybody. I think that'll be fun. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds good. All Thanks right. again, man. Yep. See ya. Yeah.